0: Hello and welcome to our newest installment in our English and British monarch series here on History with Jackson. Today we are learning about Henry II's rebellious son and successor, Richard I, or Richard the Lionheart, or Richard Cœur de Lyon. But before we get into it, just remember that if you are liking these videos in this series, please, please, please like, subscribe and follow. It goes a long way in helping us to develop and grow as a channel. So without further ado, let's learn about Richard I. So Richard the I was born in Oxford in 1157 to Henry II and Eleanor of Aquitaine he spent most of his childhood in england but his mother did frequently take him over to her lands in france now as the third son of a king he was never intended to take the crown uh, and instead he was groomed to take over the duchy of aquitaine from his mother he was also not Norman in appearance. Instead he was very tall standing about six foot five and he did have red hair. Now we know very little about Richard's childhood probably owing to the fact that he was the third son of the king and he was never thought to become something great other than the Duke of Aquitaine. But we do know that he spent time on both sides of his father's kingdom in England and in France, particularly in his mother's lands in Aquitaine. He was well educated, and we know that he probably spoke Latin, French, and Occitan, although we're not entirely sure how well he spoke and understood English. We do know that Richard grew into becoming an accomplished, skilled, and well renowned military commander, and he quashed several rebellions in English-French lands for his father. And in 1171, he was made the Duke of Aquitaine and he immediately set about the progress in his lands to consolidate control for himself. However, after being made Duke of Aquitaine, Henry's relationship with his sons, particularly Richard, deteriorated substantially and it became a period known as the Great Revolt that we looked at last week. Now Richard and his brothers were soundly beaten by their father and they were forced to abide by his rules and his command. And Richard, after the Great Revolt, was made by his father to go and consolidate English control in Aquitaine. And in this campaign, Richard earns his nickname, Richard the Lionheart of Coeur de Lyon, owing to his ruthlessness or success in putting down rebellion and punishing the barons within the Duchy of Aquitaine. However, upon consolidating control within the Duchy, it is known that Richard started to become a cruel ruler over his lands. So cruel, in fact, that Henry the Junior King, his elder brother, marched to engage with Richard in a war. And this potentially could have had massive ramifications for the political situation at the time. But then Henry the junior king died, as we know, from last week. This did very little to improve the relationship between Richard and Henry, as Henry wanted to force Richard to relinquish or vacate the title of Duke of Aquitaine and hand it to John, whilst also recognising Richard as heir. However, Richard refused to vacate the Duke of Aquitaine title and this ended up being a conflict between him and his father. And then in 1189, during the disputes between Richard, Henry and Philip Augustus of France, Henry became seriously ill due to Richard's participation in a revolt against his father in which Richard wanted to be recognised as the official heir whilst keeping his title Duke of Aquitaine. Now, upon the death of Henry in 1189, Richard was officially king. Now, Richard was crowned King of England at Westminster Abbey on the 3rd of September 1189, but immediately After his coronation, a wave of anti-Semitic violence hit England. It was so violent that Richard had to issue an edict. This edict condemned and called for all violence against the Jewish community in England to cease. Very shortly after these events, Richard entrusted the Regency of England to William Longchamp as Richard went on crusade with King Philip of France. He was also persuaded by his mother Eleanor of Aquitaine to allow his brother King John to stay within the country. However, this would later become a problem for Richard's barons that they had to deal with John. On his journey towards the Holy Land, Richard conquered Sicily. And here... He married his new bride, Berengaria of Navarre, with his mother and his sister by his side. From here, he then moved on to Cyprus and conquered Cyprus. This action was condemned by fellow leaders due to the fact that Cyprus at the time was a Christian country. However, very shortly after entering the Holy Land, Richard grew seriously ill with a condition that was known as Alnaldia. Apparently his hair grew out, and his nails and his teeth grew loose. But despite this, Richard still coordinated his crusading efforts from behind his lines through his tent, and he gained great respect from his opponent, Saladin, whilst doing this. And he was an accomplished military general and guided the crusade to, to, to many successes. He, even with the help of his crusading kings, conquered Acre. But, upon the capture of Acre, Philip II returned home, feeling that Richard had embarrassed him in the Holy Land. This feeling of embarrassment came about because technically Richard was Philip's vassal, but Richard was the one directing the crusading effort. However, whilst Richard had been busy in the East in the Holy Land with his crusade, John and his half-brother Geoffrey had been causing trouble at home in England. They had rallied against Richard's regency council and removed William Longchamp as regent and instead placed John at the head of this council. In October eleven ninety-two, Richard quickly negotiated a peace with Saladin and moved to return home to punish John for his actions. But on Richard's journey back home to punish John, he found that his reputation at home in Europe was very different to his reputation in the East. He'd come back to a tarnished reputation that was being largely dictated by Philip as he had embarrassed several key crusading figures. And one of these, Leopold of Austria, captured Richard on his way back to England and then sold him to Henry VI, the Holy Roman Emperor. Whilst this was happening, John was attempting to usurp Richard. He was telling the people that he was dead or was missing, although he couldn't resume his reign. But he was resisted by key nobles and key church figures in the country. And these key figures strained to pay the ransom which Henry VI of the Holy Roman Empire had, asked, been, had been asking for. In February 1194, Richard was free and he was returning to punish John and Reconsolidate his control over England and he did just that he removed John from positions of power and took away much of his lands in England and he promoted key crusading allies to positions of power in England this allowed Richard to build a government that he could trust he also returned and reformed the judiciary and the chancellery and doing this he made England a more profitable country. The goal of making England more profitable was to squeeze the maximum amount of money out of England so that Richard could finance his brand new campaign to France. In this French campaign, Richard aimed to re-establish his control over his French lands and to push the occupying force of King, King Philip out of His lands. This war would mainly be centered around Normandy. And after forgiving his brother John, John joined Richard on this campaign and was a very successful military leader. In March 1199, Richard was at Chalus Chabelle ready to lead a siege on the castle. He stepped outside of his tent in limited armour and was immediately struck by an arrow in his left shoulder. Now he attempted to pull this arrow out and when pulling this arrow out, the shaft of the arrow broke and the arrowhead and the barb were stuck inside his shoulder. He was seen by a surgeon who managed to take the arrowhead out. But the wound grew infected and Richard got gangrene in the wound. Now his mother wrote to be with Richard in his final few days. And on the 6th of April, 1199, Richard passed away. Now, was Richard a good king? Now... In this country, we tend to hold Richard up on a pedestal and promote him as this figure to love and say, you know, he was fantastic. But in actuality, no, he wasn't a good king. He was king of England for around 10 years and spent little over six months inside England. With Richard only being in England for about six months out of his tenure, reign, it shows that Richard had very little interest in ruling England at all. And whilst what he did in the six months in England was you know, fairly good, it had an ulterior motive. It was either to fund his crusade to the Holy Land or to fund his campaigns in France. He also failed in some of the basic duties of kingship. He didn't provide an heir to succeed him. And he also left a messy succession crisis, not not pointing out that either Arthur, his nephew, or John, his brother, would be his successor. So he failed in these two basic duties. So yes, we can say he was a good and strong military commander and possibly a warmonger, but we cannot say that he was a good king. Thank you very much for watching this episode on Richard the I. Uh, I personally find this research massive eye opener because what you learn is you know counter to the national narrative of you know how good Richard the I was now as always I'm going to recommend some books on the topic first of all Gwen's Kings and queens uh, the indispensable history of England and her monarchs again just a truly fantastic book next will be. The masterful Dan Jones is The Plantagenets, The Kings Who Made England. This was a truly great book. It's really readable, uh, really accessible, so I'd recommend this one if you wanted to get involved and learn in the history of the period. And then finally, it is Simon Sharma's A History of Britain at the Edge of the World. 3000 BC to AD 1603 that is a really great book it's got great pictures great diagrams and i'd really recommend all three of them and the links to all three of these books will be in the description below and thank you very much for watching this episode guys i really appreciate it in the meantime if you want to keep up up to date with everything history of jackson related please head to www historywithjackson.co.uk and if you want to catch up with us on social media all the social medias are in the description below. You'll find my Facebook, my Twitter and my Instagram and you'll also find my Buy Me A Coffee profile on there. You can support us here at History of Jackson with everything that we do. Now, I look forward to seeing you guys next week where we speak and we learn about Richard's rebellious little brother, John. So, Tune in next week to learn all about King John.